Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We got all three of us today. We're super jazzed. We have somebody here in show, like in person with in us. Studio. We are, we're in studio. We Thank like you those. very much. Uh, steak and sizzle. Right. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke, everybody. Before we introduce who our guest is today, Joe's going to remind us of our show's purpose. Yeah, our show's purpose is to expose Rotarians and non-Rotarians to service opportunities. And how we do that is to have amazing guests like Mike and to tell great stories, what kind of you know, in what kind of groups that they're part of, how they've mm-hmm. served, how they got connected to service. Like, it's really inspiring and fun, and I hope it inspires all of you. Every single time, it's different, and it's always great. Nice job, Joseph Kirk. Because our professional, nice our, our purpose changes every single day, I feel like. <laughs> it does. So we have, a, a, yet again, another special guest on, and Joe alluded to who that is, but I'm going to give his full name, and it's Mike DeLuca. He is a part of um, Global Travelers Rotary Club. I think I said that right. Correct. Correct? Okay, wonderful. Before we even get into like what that means and how people can get involved with it, we want to get to know Mike, Mike DeLuca. So first and foremost, my question, where did you grow up? Grew up in North Dakota. Okay. And uh, how did you end up here in the great state of Minnesota? After grad school, I started a career in human resources mm. and worked in Elk River, and that was my first job. Okay. Wonderful. Um, so did you go to school here in the Twin Cities? No. Okay. Where did you go? North Dakota. In North Dakota. UND. Okay. UND. North Dakota State. <laughs> this this feels this feels a lot like I so I, I went to Iowa say, State and yeah. like the entire state is Iowa fans and then there's like the little bubble of Iowa State fans and I'm sure it's exactly the same. <laughs> Correct. And then I did grad school in St. Cloud. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. So Wonderful. I started working my way east. Yeah. Slowly yeah. coming coming towards uh, the Mississippi and crossing. Um undergrad was in communications. Okay. And grad school? Human resources. Okay. Beautiful. Lovely. And then how – do you remember your first service project? Well, like whether, first one, did you become a Rotarian? No, 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 no. I'm oh, saying sorry, first sorry. service before, project. Before like, yeah. Did you have parents that were involved in Rotary or any kind of service, maybe church organization? No, I think service has just always been a part of who I've been as a person, back to high school, back to college, it's just was part of my, how my family was brought up. Cool. Uh, do you remember your first first experience in service, like where you were doing a project of some kind, like maybe you were a kid? It was probably the 4-H projects that we did out in North Dakota. Sure. We were always looking for something to do. Well, what did you do with 4-H? I, I ended up being a state ambassador for 4-H. Okay. Oh my gosh. Those... So um, we were always serving the rest of the 4-H community um, in the work that we did. Mm-hmm. Mike, can you share with our listeners what 4-H is? 4-H is City girl right there. <laughs> I, know what it, I know what it is, but you know what? There might be listeners. <laughs> I know what 4-H is. My mom grew up in Fairmont, Minnesota, okay? So it's a little bit more rural in that part, and my grandparents were from Iowa. I know what 4-H let, is. Let, but let the poor man answer the question. <laughs> you all making fun of me, okay? It, it's an organization, an agricultural organization, where, mm-hmm. where students, um, small ones to – college age are involved in agricultural service and um, going to fairs, going to other activities and things. So. Okay. Very cool. Very nice. Rotary, how did you get there? Well, it, an interesting story. Our son, my wife and I have, have three sons, and our middle son decided he wanted to be a youth exchange uh-huh, student. Great. Came back one day and said, Mom, Dad, I want to be a youth exchange We had no idea what (laughs) youth exchange was or Rotary was. Um, We said, well, if you want to do that, he was a a high school sophomore at the time. You want to do it? Figure it out. And he did. So we we were introduced to youth exchange. He became a youth 
student, spent his junior year of high school in South Africa. Oh, cool location. About 16 years ago. And that was really the first introduction we had to Rotary. Both my wife, Melanie, and I joined Rotary after that time. She started first. I came along after her. Hmm. Um, We joined a community-based club. And then uh, Eric went, did his year of, of youth exchange. We then became very involved with the North Star Youth Exchange Program. Cool. And then formed our Global Travelers Club a few years ago. Yeah, and we've had – who did we have on with the North Star Youth Exchange? I, I, I'm, totally I blank, back, I'm totally blanking yeah. the name, but we've, had, we've done a show on mm-hmm. – Jackie on the, and Eric have, and I think Elaine have all been a part of the show. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean we're, we're – over 50 episodes in. I was just going like, to say, we, we've had together. quite a few guests on, and so I, I like memory. My short-term memory is like the last few that were on. How <laughs> cool is it that the youth exchange worked the other way to get people in? Right. We've yeah. heard so, so often how it brings people to start, you know, mm-hmm. because they experienced the youth exchange. Yeah. But not that their children being in the youth exchange got the, the – Got them yeah. into Rotary. Yeah. And actually, cool Chad, that's very common that a lot of parents end up becoming involved because their children yeah. have done – both Melanie and I ended up chairing North Star at one point uh, six and eight years ago. Okay. Uh, so it, it's, been a, it's been a story. In fact, we're both still involved with North Star – yeah. Because once you get youth exchange in your blood, it's really hard to get it out of. Yeah, that's what we what we keep hearing. So you guys have had some pretty you're you're pretty heavily entrenched with Rotary. One would say entrenched. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would say that's true. I'm I'm involved with youth exchange. Um, I'm president elect of the North American Youth Exchange, which wow. is the network of all districts in North America, Mexico, Canada, and the U.S., there's about 120 districts. Oh, wow. So that's coming up in the next few years. And I'm one of the assistant governors okay. in the district. Very so, cool. yes, we're both heavily involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you hosted a, then obviously being involved with it a lot? We have. We hosted a, a young lady from the Faroe Islands. And at the time, I got to tell you, I'm not even sure I knew where the Faroe Islands was. I was going to ask that question. I feel like I know geography fairly well. Draw a line between Greenland and uh, Europe, and about halfway in the middle, there's an island. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Faroe Islands. 50,000 people. 50,000. That was going to be my next question. Wow. You've had two of the um, most unique locations. Like everybody that we've talked to, it's like Spain, it's been. A couple Eastern. Eastern European. Mm Very kind of more. Hey, let's go to Europe. So that's kind of cool to hear Africa some of the different some of the different locations. Fairway. Other than that. still Europe, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just a long island, long ways away. Well, and and when Eric selected where he wanted to go or was assigned to that, I we think he wanted to get as far away from us as he could, <laughs> which South Africa was, uh-huh. and that was shortly after apartheid. So it was a interesting time and place to send your, sure. your son to, but he came back a completely different person. Oh, Matured. I bet. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. much um, well, different. Well, I mean, the the impact, right? The What they see that is just so uniquely different than what we experience here in the United yeah. States is, uh, you know, obviously going to be super impactful for them. Well, and Julie on Wednesday shared, you know, if all uh, students were youth exchange To do students. youth exchange. There'd be no worse. There would be, so there would be world peace is what she said. Yeah. So, so very that is true. Yeah. Well, so Global Travelers, tell us a little bit more how you got involved there. Well, during the, the pandemic, we decided we wanted to start a new club and do a virtual only club. There hadn't been very many of those in the district. Um, And in fact, worldwide, there are not that many virtual-only clubs. There's a lot of clubs that will be a hybrid model, Mm -hmm. which will be meet in person and have a a virtual component. But we decided to make it completely virtual. Just Mm -hmm. do something totally out of the box. And during the pandemic, it wasn't real hard to do that because everybody was doing it. People got Mm -hmm. real comfortable with virtual. So we got very good at 
how to run Zoom meetings, how to involve people, how to engage people in in Zoom activities, and that has blossomed. We've moved our club from four, 24 people when we chartered all the way up to almost 100 right wow. now. Wow. Mm. And I'd like to share that that our our club has grown. We have a two-to-one female-to-male ratio. Our giving has quadrupled. And our member engagement is off the roof. Hmm. And tell me another Rotary Club in the world that can say those things. Mm -hmm. And we're getting younger. Interesting. Well, and those are all the the core metrics that we're really looking for out of our clubs as Mm -hmm. you know as we continue to you know adapt and grow to to a new world. And you know, and and what I'm excited as we kind of come out of this segment is maybe some of the the things that you've learned through the global travelers um, that can be applicable to to other clubs. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a. The diversity, you know, having more women and then mm-hmm. the growth is that's incredible. That's uh, yeah. haven't ha- we haven't heard that from a lot of clubs or people we've met with yet. Uh. You can watch the clock anytime. I am watching it. <laughs> I was just waiting for Chad to wrap up and hear the music too. So, <laughs> as a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk, and I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary Rotary.org. Of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk outside? Will it build goodwill and better friendship? Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk outside? Will it be beneficial to walk outside? Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... You can find us by looking up Searching for Service on any of your pl- on any of the platforms. You can also find us on YouTube and you can share us and we love five-star reviews. Lots of five-star reviews. Boom, boom, boom. We hit it all. Nice job, guys. Smooth as sandpaper. (laughs) (laughs) If you are tuning in for the first time, we have our guest, Mike DeLuca, and he is a part of the uh, Global Travelers Rotary Club. And so this... The last segment, we um, just kind of hit the tip of the iceberg in regards to what is Global Travelers. And so it sounds like, Mike, you've got a nice story to share well, about I, Yeah, Rory. so as, as you got going and you're, you're kind of telling us a little bit how, how the success was, but how did the district support and how did you really start and grow? Good question. When we decided to form this new creative club, we were trying to put people together that shared something in common. And, and I take nothing against a, away from a community-based club. But the fact, Chad, that I would live five doors down from you 
may not mean I have anything in common with you. Right. Mm -hmm. We decided to try a different approach and to put together people that shared a common interest. And what was our interest? We wanted to travel internationally, serve people, meet other Rotarians, and have fun. Mm. Those are our four basic platforms that we have. So we started organizing ourselves around those functions. And the district was very helpful, assigned a mentor. In fact, Tom Gump, who I think all of us know. Mm. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. (laughs) Uh, Who's Tom Gump? Tom, Tom, bless his soul, helped us sort of get ourselves organized because a club in today's world, it's not easy to form one. There's a tremendous amount of administrative work that you have to do. You have to have a constitution. You have to have a bylaws. You have to have purposes. You have to follow all the rotary rules about how to establish a club. And he helped us navigate some of those. The district actually helped provide some initial startup funds because as a club, you have to get certain things like we needed a Zoom account if we were right. a, a local. So the district provided us some grant money to form and to mm. get ourselves organized and to get us to the point of being chartered is the official term by Rotary International. Um, we did that in April of 21, and started with 24 members. You have to have at least 20 to to charter a a new Rotary Club. Hmm. We had 24. Fast forward to today in 2023, we have almost 100 members. So we we have moved in a direction of drawing people together based on those interests of travel serving, meeting people, and having fun. And pretty wide swath you're hitting there too, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can see how that appeals to a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> it, it is, but it's a it's a it's a defined focus. Yeah. Travel internationally. Yep. Mm-hmm. Serve internationally. Get together internationally. Right. And and many we have we have sponsored trips. We have a number of trips coming up that we can get into. Um but we we learn to travel together, and for anybody that has traveled, particularly internationally, if you go by yourself, it can be very frightening, very mm-hmm. lonely. But to go with people that you know, you have a built-in confidence and a built-in ability to to work better. Yeah. And there's Rotary clubs everywhere. Yeah. We went to Vietnam last year as a group, and there were three Rotary clubs in Vietnam that had just been formed, and they were mm. more than pleased to see our group of twenty five. Five people. Oh, very cool. It's so fascinating. You know, and something that I'm just thinking through is like you're you're talking about the formation of this club is I think that the club just hit the perfect chords on, you know, we're in a shifting world where we've had social media where interest based groups, you know, it's it's less geographic. It's more, hey, do you think the same or do we have commonalities in some some shape or form? And how do we mobilize and how do we get together? And, you know, it, I'm just thinking through like kind of the, the way you guys form that club. And, and you're starting to see other clubs that are doing this, the Veterans Club. You're starting to see other clubs that are a little bit more cause and interest base. And you start to see the, the genius behind this where there isn't any borders and boundaries where we really leverage our international component of mm-hmm. who we are as Rotarians in these clubs. It, 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 it doesn't have to be that it's community-based. However, it is important to have the community-based right, ones because right. community. clearly, yes, where, where the cause-based clubs have a commonality though is because i immediately have something in common with you Mm -hmm. now i can build on that and we can we can make that become the synergism that that we're looking for as we grow our club yeah you you have a wheelie bag i have a wheelie bag let's travel together (laughs) do uh people need to have a home base here or just a connection? Could they live abroad and be in it? Or is there no geographic yeah. uh, quite, requirements? Yes. Quite, on, quite on the contrary. We have people that live in 25 states and four countries. Cool. Huh. And there is no geographical boundaries because we are not 
together. Mm -hmm. Now, we do periodically have in-person social gatherings because the face-to-face is an important piece of the relationship building. A couple of weeks ago, we had a social up at, at a cabin in northern Minnesota, and we had 35 people show up for that, including two people from Virginia, two people from Florida, and a person from Oklahoma who specifically traveled to get to the in-person social of their virtual club. Oh, man. That's so cool. That's so cool. It is. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? I, I coach with a group of agents from all over the country, and we get together once a year. And to your point, there is almost nothing that each one of us will do or won't do to get there. And it's mm-hmm. it's the same thing where we're connected together through kind of this common bond, this common interest. Yeah. And we have communication along the year. And then we host the in-person events. And that's everything. The in-person event is yeah. everything. And it just galvanizes everything together. And so to hear that and kind of just to see that repetition in other types of groups and things, and you see why it's successful, right? Like you see – you can understand why this group is so successful is because you're, you've kind of hit a nerve on what the missing piece of you know, not just Rotary but other organization, membership organizations that they're bumping into right now where – I think that they're they're bumping into geography, they're bumping into age, they're bumping into all these different types of uh, of barriers. Where man, this just goes right over the top of all of them, and it's yeah. it's really it's really inspiring to hear right. about it because there's so many other types of clubs that should be forming immediately off of this and just go stamp, stamp. <laughs> right, and and we have found that any time two or more Rotarians get together. We're we're gonna we're gonna gather. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go to the district conference, anybody that's affiliated with Global Travelers will have a little session. When we were out at the Youth Exchange Conference last year in D.C., we had 25 people that were. Keep in mind, a lot of the Global Travelers have a Youth Exchange background because of the international yeah. connection. Yeah. So we got together each of the the Rotary conferences, the conventions that are coming up in Singapore and in uh, Calgary. We're having a, we are having a gathering. Last year in in Australia, yeah. we had twelve people that were there, and they all had lunch together. That's cool. So when two or more are gathered, we will get together. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Like so, it's just so cool hearing about that. How how did you help spread the word about this new club that was? coming to fruition and then like i'm curious about how how did you it, grow how it how it grew and grew so rapidly it started with an article in the rotary international magazine in march of 2022 on page 52 to be specific <laughs> not that i remember that um and that got us worldwide coverage um, okay. We also have a very robust uh, marketing effort through social media. Okay. Or is it now just called social, I think, isn't it? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> they change it every yeah, day. Right. So we have a very good website. We have uh, Facebook presence. We have other social media processes too. Okay. And by the way, I'll add the website uh, to the description when we post the podcast so you can check it out. Right. It's very easy. Rotary globaltravelers.com Brilliant. (laughs) I'll still add it, but you should be able to remember that. (laughs) Very very true. Well, we got just a couple, like we got about one more minute Mm -hmm. um, before we go into break and, you know, just have you had other um, other organizations reach out to you guys for inspiration based on your guys' success? We have. And in fact, I I have spoke probably five, six times around the country. I'll get a random call sometime from a club in Virginia who heard about us through something and just wants to hear our story. So we do those virtually, and we're more than happy to do that. Um, uh, we'll even make – we have a team of, of folks that will come and do in-person presentations. We were at the Minnetonka Club a couple of weeks ago and shared our story and interesting, mm. every time we do that, you 
you'll find somebody that will go, gosh, could I hear a little more about your yeah. club and could yeah. I come visit you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, just even the, the couple segments that we've had with you now, I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, yeah. I can, I understand why Cosbase clubs are the globe trotter really before cool. Before I know it, Mike. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna learn more about this in the uh, upcoming segments. But in the meantime, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk, and I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to endpolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Are you ready to make a difference in your community? Rotary is a great place to get involved in your community and meet passionate groups of people, as well as individuals dedicated to service and fellowship. At Rotary, we believe in the power of teamwork to bring positive change. As a member, you will have the opportunity to participate in exciting projects that address local and global challenges. From supporting educational initiatives to environmental conservation, we tackle it all. Joining a Rotary Club means becoming part of a diverse family of individuals who share a passion for giving back and having fun while making positive impact. With projects and events that enrich your community, there's something for everyone, from local initiatives to international collaborations. It doesn't matter what culture or country you come from. What matters is that you want to belong to a group that strengthens communities and creates lasting change. There's a place for everyone at Rotary, regardless of age or background. Learn more by searching for a Rotary Club in your community and visiting. Together, let's make a difference. Rotary People of Action. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... You can find us by looking us up with searching up. for service. So we're looking up searching for service. <laughs> we're on YouTube. You can find us there, and love love if you share, like, and uh, give us five star uh, reviews. Oof-da. Five star reviews. Oof-da. The next segment intro will be so much better. If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Mike DeLuca on, who is um, he is a part of the Global Travelers Rotary Club. We're happy to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, Mike, let's talk about how your club serves because with people being in different locations, that's that's per, like it, it's per, perceived to be difficult because how do you get people together and how do you do it? But it sounds like you guys make it easy. Well, it is, and service is really the whole ballgame. It's why we exist. It's at the heart of who we are as Rotarians. So if we're going to come up with a virtual club, we needed to have a virtual model of how we were going to serve. Um, we do inter- we do emphasize international service, so that's at the core of what we do. But it doesn't mean that the service has to be done internationally. As an example, last year we collected baseball equipment and softball equipment, gathered in South Dakota for an event for a weekend where we collected all this, loaded a container that was shipped to Nicaragua, and then we sent a group down to help distribute this baseball equipment to kids in the in the Nicaragua area. Huh. That is serving the needs there, yet we okay. did it locally. Yeah. Um, last year we had a... Uh, campaign where we collected, of all things, new underwear. We did not have used underwear, <laughs> but new underwear, and had it was shipped to a deaf school in Haiti. So we, we figured that out. We, we, have a, we have four trips coming this, this fall to uh, Cuba, and we're going to be bringing medical supplies. So one of our members is affiliated with a nonprofit organization down in Oklahoma where they repurpose uh, donated medical supplies. Sure. You know, the expired medical supplies that are there. Mm -hmm. So we'll be bringing 
medical supplies to Cuba for the people that we're meeting when we go down there. Um, and as an example, in Cuba, if you go to the hospital, not only do you have to pay, but you have to bring all your own supplies, your own sheets, your own uh, masks, the gown that your surgeon is going to use, the gloves that the surgeon is going to use. It's just a different world. That's a whole different podcast, too. <laughs> that is so oh confusing like, and mind-boggling <laughs> and kind of like, boof. I don't think I breathed the entire time that you said that. I'm like, what? I, this, 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 like, this broke my brain. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's just that's the way they do it in Cuba. Yeah. yeah. So that we we – Try to do service. We have a, a service project we're, we're putting together right now for our club, and we're parlaying it into the district service event. But it's going to be a program called Trash Talk that we'll be introducing at our club meeting next week. And the idea is we're going to have everybody do a, a trash challenge. Sure. Wherever you mm-hmm. are, go pick up trash. Hmm. Report back the number of bags of trash that you've had, and we'll compare those and we'll have a challenge that we'll, we'll do. So we're keeping service in front of our people because that's who we are as Rotarians. Yeah. yeah. I just – I find that so interesting. And, and what I think is actually probably the most valuable component of having people in all of these different locations is the, the variety of service types that you end up doing mm-hmm. where like – and again, this isn't bad in in a lot of the community-based clubs. You end up doing the same service projects over and over and over again, mm-hmm. which is great. You support similar groups and all of that. Great. But it's got to be that you guys have so much opportunity and so diverse types of service that it you, you can't really stay on one for very long because the opportunities are just everywhere. Right. The only requirement that we have is that the service you do should be somehow linked to one of the seven areas of focus. Sure. And as long as it's part of that, and it's actually pretty hard to do a service project that you can't link yeah, to. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. true. But um, we do try to spread it out too because with 100 members, you may have a group that's very interested in the ecology part of the 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 environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will do a service project uh, coming up in, a, in another year in Hawaii of all places. And we're going to do reef restoration. You might have a, a – we've got a small group that is very interested in solar type yeah. energy. Um, a lot of people with clean water. We just um, – we were one of, I believe, if not the first virtual club to get a global grant. My wife, Melanie, wrote mm. the grant for – um, a Columbia water project where an entire community is going to get clean water. And it's a $94,000 project through the grant yeah. within yeah. the district. And then we're going to take a group of people this winter down to view the project and to help actually put together the yeah. units that are put together as part of our service. So, so cool. you can find anything you want to do. And with 100 people, we have 100 different ideas. Well, and talk, talk a little know. bit about – so the 100 people, you, you mentioned off-air or maybe it was on-air, the um, – like how the giving has increased exponentially yeah. versus like to the, the number of new members. So like or that it it's increasing you know, in a certain level of magnitude versus like linearly. Um, Explain a little bit about that and maybe why that's happening. Consider giving in two ways. One is financial mm-hmm. and one is of your time. Yep. And financially, our group has almost quadrupled the giving since they started. When you get involved with Rotary, you're opposed. We have a number of Paul Harris Society members. Yep. We have several major donors. Okay. This district is rich with major mm-hmm. donors. It's one of the highest per capita uh, major donors in the in the world yeah. in our district. And we also are advocates of using the grant money that are there. Through our two years of being in existence, we have sponsored three different small international grants, one global grant, and if the district would let us, we'd probably have another three or four of them lined up. Yeah. 
Um, so every year we challenge ourselves to do at least one, if not two, grants because those become the, the basis of the international service that we're doing. Wow. Very you know, cool. You've listed off a few places coming up that I'd be interested in going. But, you know, as a club member, you know, in the community level, can I join or, you know, is it just for – Is it does it have to be your primary club what or how does that work? What are the requirements? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must be this or you must yeah, do how this. Yeah, does it work? Like – <laughs> Our requirements are, do you like to travel internationally? Do you like to meet Rotarians? Do you like to serve? And do you like to have fun? I'm out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you, you were with he us doesn't like to have fun, Mike. <laughs> fun? What is that? <laughs> so we, we, do have, uh, we do have two categories of membership. You know, Rotary's used to one category. Yeah. You're a member. Either a member or you're not. Mm-hmm. And in today's world, we have found, I think churches find this too, mm-hmm. that people want to be affiliated with you, but they don't necessarily want to be a member. Signing up on the dotted line is not as important a value to a 30-year-old as it was maybe to my generation of, yeah. of mm-hmm. folks. So what we did is we creatively came up with a new category. We made it up. It's called associate members. And what an associate member is, is you're a part of another Rotary Club. That's the requirement. You must be another part of a Rotary Club. And you could then become an associate of ours for a $50 a year fee. Our regular dues are $195, very cheap compared to many Rotary groups. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We don't have lunches or yeah, I was going to say, hear that yeah. he died at Morningside? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we have some clubs that are $1,500 a year, and that's just not going to be inclusive to people. Yeah, right. So we've created those two membership categories, and the associate membership category often is a spouse of one who's sure. in another club. And by having associate members, about half of our group is associate members, I look at it this way. I have – a hundred people that are affiliated with our group. And some may say, well, that's your N number. No, my N number is 800. Mm -hmm. And the reason is I get, I have a member who's in a Dinah Morningside. Mm -hmm. They're an associate with us. I have the entire membership of a Dinah that I can count as part of what we're doing. So when we're doing service projects, we'll we'll go to them, we'll ask for help, we'll support Hmm. their service project in return. Um, so all of a sudden, I have I have eight hundred people, and it's not just in this in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's in twenty five states and just four countries. Literally, four. just what I was thinking is like you've got that um, the branch reach across mm-hmm. a ton of states. So that's cool. Now I'm curious it's, who it's, it is. Yeah, well, no, it's so funny <laughs> because one of the one of the feedbacks that I've I've figured out with Rotary is. It's so great at diffusing down to its club level, and sometimes it's tougher to get up the ladder. And so when you can go across at the club level, like that's when you start to be able to connect up the the ladder really quickly because all of those connections amongst all the clubs, it's so fascinating to see how that you kind of hacked that that obstacle. Collaboration of clubs is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. I, I hope we talk a little bit more about that in the next segment because I, I think we the can. collaboration can. Component we sure is really can. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's plan to do that then. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. the truth is it fair to all concern will it build good will it better friendships will it be beneficial to all concerned when we pay it forward it will be returned join rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty fairness and goodwill our four-way test guides our actions every day 
Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we take it forward, it will be returned. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. You can find us by looking up Searching by Service on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can find us on YouTube doing the same thing. We also love those five-star reviews. Awesome. Give us the gold. Mike, thanks so much for the next five-star review. (laughs) 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 Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So in the the last segment, we always like to talk about the future, and uh, and let's start Mm -hmm. with the short term. What are some of the upcoming opportunities and trips and service you guys have coming um, in the short term? Great question. We have four different groups that will be going to Cuba starting in November of this year. While we're there, we'll be providing medical supplies to the Cuban people. We have a group going to Guatemala in late January where they're going to be doing some service work. Colombia in February where we're going to be tracking our global grant that our that our club wrote last year that's producing uh, the water filters for an entire community. Over 3,000 families will be getting water filters. So we'll be down there uh, watching our project and seeing what's there. In April, we've got a group of 40 people going to Egypt. And in Egypt, we are following up on a small international grant that our club wrote last year for $30,000 that provided liver health education and Hmm. um, some treatment. Um, Some things happened in Egypt over the years that caused a higher than normal um, outbreak of liver cancer Hmm. in Egypt. So we're trying to make a dent in that by educating some of the nurses and doctor staff on that. Fascinating. We, We will be gathering in Singapore at the conference, um, we will be we're doing a unique fundraising trip in uh, November of 24, where we're taking a European river cruise. And Rotary, our found our Global Travelers Foundation, will get a chunk of the money back to be used mm-hmm. for service projects. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's our way of doing a local fundraiser. And then we have a group going to Ethiopia in January of 25 um, to help serve the community that is in Ethiopia, some very different conditions over in in Central Africa. And then we'll be doing a service project in Hawaii in December of 25 where we'll be doing some reef restoration. So hitting the different areas of emphasis from health to water to environment to energy, whatever it is. You're hitting a lot of categories of fun, too. In there. Uh, I know. I also fo- found it to be um, intriguing that you're going to Hawaii in December. Well, we're not <laughs> stupid those, either. Yeah, for those, for those uh, members that are up in the Midwest, they're, they're like, thank you. That's the line of the day. We're not stupid either. Yeah. <laughs> and do you take... Um, Rotarians that are not uh, affiliated with the club, or do you, is it always just uh, associates and members that are? No, the associates and members would get preference if if we had numbers issues, and sometimes we do run out of space yep. in a, in a sure. group. But we do want to invite other Rotarians to join us. In fact, we picked up a lot of members and associate members by going, gosh, you guys really are fun to, to travel <laughs> with, and <laughs> you're doing something important. So we we often start with Whoever has helped collaborate on a particular grant, as an example, our, our uh, Columbia grant had 15 different Rotary clubs. Sure. So we've been making the rounds to those clubs saying, hey, if anybody would like to join us, you guys have helped fund this. Yeah. Bring it back to your club mm-hmm. by doing it. And that's how, that's how we uh, help build the family a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> do, you, do you see in the future where, you know, a 
each club has an international representative. Do you know what I mean? That is part of the the club. Like where? I mean, because it it doesn't sound like, like you could you could traveler. you could literally throw Amazing. a rock and somebody's going to be like, oh, that's an interesting club. I'll I'll, I'll volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, some interesting facts. We have one member in our club who ho- we believe holds the world's record for. He's been to the most. He's been to every country represented by the United Nations, which is like 128 of them. And he did it by the time he was 28. Wow. Now, he works for the United Nations. <laughs> okay. That, that helps. However, <laughs> we also have one person that she's up around 100. And I asked her a couple of months ago, well, where do you want to go next? Because I figure you're going to go to someplace exotic because you've already gone to the 90-some countries. And I thought Melanie and I were doing pretty well, but we have about – we're at about 50 wow. countries. And many of our folks have more than that. To your question, could each group have should, – should each community-based club have an international representative or something? That's up to the club. Yeah. There are some clubs that just don't want to focus on international and that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. If they want to focus on the ditch in the in the on the road, <laughs> great. That's that's up to them. We got highway cleaning Sorry, yeah, highway yeah, cleaning. Sorry it was like too close to home because it's literally tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> Is road cleanup? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's why I chuckled. The world, the world needs ditch diggers too, Daddy. Yes. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's kind of unique to each club, but I, yeah. I I think there's probably a lot. Most clubs, I think, would probably well, have, have a have a connection. And in fact, we see this often that. Some people will change their membership over to Global Travelers from a community-based club because their club has made a conscious decision that we don't want to get involved in international things. We'd like to keep our work local, which is okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. However, if that turns that member off to being a Rotarian, right. I'd rather create yeah. the safe space where they can go. We are not out to steal other no. members of Rotary, but – Probably a third of our members probably wouldn't be Rotarians today if we didn't have global travelers. Yeah. Well, and that speaks to just how important that your club is. It's yep. because it, it's just addressing a huge need that's probably larger than you can imagine. I mean, it, you guys you guys are only a few years old and you're already at 100 members be interesting to see. Like, do you guys have goals for yeah, where the does, membership where does the goals? long-term future look for you? <laughs> we could see ourselves a lot larger. Yeah. But it isn't about the numbers. It's about are we engaging our members? And yeah. we measure one thing and one thing only. Of our 100 people, how many people are actively involved? And I mean actively involved. You come to a meeting. You come to a social. You come to a, a travel trip. And we're up in the 80% in engagement. So think about a traditional club who has 50 members. You might get 10 people coming to a club meeting. Right. That's an engagement at 20%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll keep our 80 to 85% engagement and not worry if I have 500 or if I have yeah. 100. Well, sure. th- then it just leads me to the next question is, are there limits to the size that you can see? Maybe you haven't reached it yet, but – It'll be interesting. Do you see that there's a limitation of size where you maybe you get to 150 members and it starts to become a little bit more difficult and you have to more or less spin off and and do another one? I don't know the answer to that because yeah. we we aren't there yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so new. good problem to have, I suppose, too. If you look at – you know, we have eight trips coming up in the next two years. Not everybody's going to go to every one of those trips. Yeah. Right. I'd like to. Yeah. But just it's hard. Life, yeah. Yeah. life gets in the way. Um, but when you have a hundred or two hundred people, you could almost to the point you made earlier, you could throw a dart at a map and say, "We're going to go to that country and do a service project and meet the Rotarians in there." And I'll almost guarantee I'd get ten, fifteen people that would go there. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, so based- why wouldn't we want to continue that? And just build our infrastructure around how to create these engagement opportunities for everybody, whether they be the socials, whether they be events, whether they be a travel trip someplace. Yeah. 
and meeting the Rotarians. We are gaining worldwide recognition yeah. that Rotary article didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's now and now we have to figure out how to take the next step, which is really to have more trips, have more engagement, yeah. get our message out more to people. Still people will go, I never knew about you. <laughs> this is where my brain is broken compared to other people is like I can immediately like play that out and go think of you know where you've got an exposure of thousands of people and you do exactly what you just said we're going to go to this location at this time sign up and you've got five six hundred people and you're like cool we're gonna do a fundraiser when we're there we're gonna fundraise for this project we're gonna do the whole project like literally i could see like the whole self-sustaining component as you know, for a project, you don't even have to go through the grant process. We're like, we're just going to fund it through people coming. <laughs> they're bringing their 200 bucks a piece. Boom. And we're just going to do it. Uh, and, and then you can have the big impact. And then you got the big impact. Like, it's just interest. It's so cool to see. I mean, Mike, this has been such a fabulous interview and kind of to break down a lot of those barriers that we've seen in mm-hmm. not just Rotary, but other membership organizations are dealing with the same problem. I think what I like about um, having you on and, and doing this this interview with you is that it really um, it it provides an alternative opportunity for somebody who would want to get involved. They want to do service in some way, shape, or form. They see the value of becoming a Rotarian, but maybe that like super structured approach just isn't speaking to them. Well, <laughs> enter Global Travelers. Yeah. It's also interesting noting the number of, of spouses that end up joining ours. Their spouse is a Rotarian, but that club doesn't really meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Then they hear about us and they go, well, I could do that. Yeah. yeah. District gains a member. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. So cool. We've really enjoyed having you on today, Mike. Thank you. thank you so much for taking time to come and visit us and do this in person. We truly appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. It's time to stop searching. And start serving. We'll see you next time. 